Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Bodies and Souls, Conversations for the Jewish Woman. Good morning and welcome to Bodies and Souls. We're continuing to explore the topics that are on all of our minds. And I think that I speak for all of us when we say that we turn on the phones and right away look at what's happening in Israel. Um, and for those of us li- living and outside of Eretz Israel, um, we sometimes feel disconnected. So today we are going to try to connect um, with our brothers and sisters out in Eretz Yisrael. Today we have with us Raut Ben Yishai. Raut has both a husband and a brother who are serving currently um, with the IDF. And so we're going to explore what life looks like when you have loved ones in a conflict where you may not be hearing from them and you may not know where they are and you're hearing horrifying, terrible news coming, Um, wonderful news and empowering news, but also news that really pulls at you on a personal level when your loved one is there. So I'm going to let Raut um, introduce herself and tell us a little bit about herself as we start this. My name is Raut Benishai and I live in Bduel, it's in Samaria. I am married, thank God, and my husband is right now in the IDF. He's also in Samaria, but uh, he's not in Gaza, but it's still, it's, I don't see him so often. And he has to be guarding this area because there are, every day there is some terrorist attacks all over. Uh, you don't hear about them so often because they are not so big, but, you know, it's like it, we don't, like, we need to have, you know, the, like you know to be secure so idf has to be all over the place because we don't want that what happened in gaza will open like will god forbid again we will happen here last night uh, we had like even a terror attack in in our um, next to our house i'm also um, a school counselor in also in in a school uh, with a thousand students we have, uh, let's say, like more than 40% of the fathers are in the IDF right now. And you can feel also the kids' uh, emotional, um, like there are, there are some emotional issues now also with the kids and with the mothers because they don't see the fathers so often. And uh, even like they don't know that there is no connection and there are like you can feel it's like it's been we have a lot a lot of our plates right now to on the plate to do and to take care of the students and also the mothers being in a in a position like that that I actually can do and I can you know I can hear that there let's say we all on the same boat right now we and also we try you know to to be there for each other, even to listen and to encourage and even to support inside school. This is also what drives me to keep going and to keep going to my work. And you know that we need to be there for each other and to support. Can I jump in? Aside from being a school counselor, I know that you've also worked as a shlicha. You and your husband have gone abroad to work in different communities and teach. Do you secretly wish that you would be abroad right now it sounds like living in Betuel is precarious I but even though it's my first time being in Israel during a war actually after we got married also we had there there was a war the second war but then we 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 were on the way to Shlichut in the middle of the war I remember that 
but being in Israel during the war actually it gives me more power and I feel more secure and I know the Rebbe always says that Eretz Israel is like the you know the the the, the best place to be there and the bitachon and shmira it's in Eretz Israel and I really feel that I feel that I'm part of it and like being away and remote from that you know sometimes you can you feel that you cannot do so much and like you you don't know exactly what's going on and like and you're not into it but now when I'm here I feel that I'm I'm actually part of it and I I feel it's the, the this is the you know I'm part of Am Israel and from Eretz Israel and there is sort of connect, like protection that you know it's something that maybe it's spiritual and I think it's spiritual and I feel more secure and more and much better than I ever felt before even though it's not easy I'm like even I I drive you know in you know in our roads and I don't know exactly what's going to happen because you know they're they're throwing rocks and like even fire like they can you know with guns and stuff but I know like I I have like Hashem protects me every single every single minute and I, I really happy that I have the, you know, the opportunity to live here right now and to raise my family, even though I have four boys and, you know, we, well, you don't know what's been the future, but it's also, you feel that now, even, even now, like uh, before the uh, October 7th, there were like the situation in Israel between Am Israel, Chilonim, Datim, it was not, it was very, very bad. You felt it everywhere you went. I felt like Amisal is not like so separate from each other. You can even not have a conversation with someone that will not end in an argue or a fight. And like, it was really unpleasant. Even, you know, doesn't matter if you're even Dati or you, you know, you're, it, it was really, it was so heavy everywhere you went. And I think, and I think after what happened, like we all realize how much we we are we are one body and we are we are one soul and one nation. And even though sometimes you can hear people, you know, people talk, but it's not in the same level. And I think this war actually gave us a mirror for us to understand who we are and what is your what is our connection and faith and like that we have. We need to look, you know, forward and um, to be together. I actually, I want to backtrack because I cannot get past the fact that we just slid by, oh, there was a terrorist attack in my thing. And we were like, ooh, let's keep going. So uh, slow it down a second. Like, I, I think that, like, we get desensitized. Oh, they're hostages. Bring them home. Bring them home. There are rockets. Okay. And then, like, three months down the road, we're like, oh, okay, we know. Like, this news happened. It's terrible. We cried and we're we're okay. Um, but we're not okay. And I, I think that for a second we need to pause and be like, there are people who are living with things that to our Brooklyn life and to our LA life and to our Toronto life and our Australia life are unacceptable. Our neighbors are not, you know, we're not running with a hazakat to a bomb shelter, and our neighbors are not having a a terror attack and we're not worried about someone shooting or throwing rocks at our car like these are not and we can't just slide past that like I, I think that that's it's a problem that we kind of are like oh yeah whatever this is the way we life and it's, it's unacceptable so I first want to like hold a moment for how unacceptable it is even if we have told ourselves well unfortunately this is a situation we need to do things about it and this is just how it is 
it is completely and and completely unacceptable. And I think that we need to go back into those spaces where we feel very connected to what's happening. And we take it and we look at our lives here and we say, if it happened here, would it be okay? No, it wouldn't. If it happens in Israel, it's also not okay. And we cannot slide by it just because it has become our norm. Um, So I just want to hold space for that. Let's talk a little bit about your husband and your brother. Are they reservists? Are they active duty? Were they expecting to be called up? Was your brother serving? You mentioned that your husband is not in Gaza, but is your brother? Tell us a little bit about what they're going through. And then we're going to come back and talk about you and you know, the community who are back home. Okay. I think this week, my brother just released from Gaza for the first time, all his unit, but it's been, um, let's say for two months, no, even more, three months. It was, I had some very hard nights and I couldn't sleep thinking about what's going on. Sometimes I had a feeling, for example, one Shabbat before I I lit the candles, the Shabbos candles, I had a feeling that something is wrong and and we couldn't reach my my brother at all because he's not allowed to get like to 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 get cell phones inside Gaza. So let's say there have been like maybe like 3 weeks we couldn't hear from him. Uh, we knew that he's going inside Gaza. We didn't know exactly where and what, but I when I I lit the Shabbos candle, I actually felt I had a very 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 heavy feeling. I like I was crying and I dove into Hashem that really protects my brother. And I really try to even uh, to vision him and like uh, that he is surrounded by, by angels and like and by Hashem protections. After Shabbos, we found out there there were like three soldiers from his unit actually was killed. We couldn't stop crying. I even didn't tell my mom because we didn't want her to worry. So it's, it's it was not like an, an easy, an easy period for us but all always like for me I felt that I'm like I am have like a conversation with Hashem always it's been like I was working about my bitachon and emunah and Hashem uh, that uh, that I need to to know that Hashem knows exactly what is good for us and like my brother will be fine and like I always vision is like uh, when he's coming back we will have his a uh, so that Odaya, thank you, you know, saying thank you for Hashem. And I remember once even my, I had like my 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 brother went for a few hours outside. I remember he sent me like a message. I'm out of I, I'm out. I'm back in Israel. It's meaning that he it means that he left Gaza. And he said, we are so, you know, we're so happy. We, we, we don't hear even any news. Like we don't want to hear any news because we have to be strong. And we have like, everyone is here. We have a, we have a great spirit and we are so, we are so happy that we have the, the, the opportunity to, to do and to fight for Am Israel. And it was so like, I, I felt after talking to him, like I get, you know, he gave me strength and like, and I knew that. This is how the spirit we should all have, very strong and with with, with a lot of bitachon and emuna, and to know that what we are doing it's actually fighting the, the evil, because what he is doing right now it's like fighting for our future, and like Amisrael, you know, for for by the end of the day it's like fighting against 
חמאס, fighting for all עם ישראל, whatever we are, and we have to be strong and brave. After, I, I remember after this Shabbat, like, I don't know how, but I had it, like I said, okay, Hashem, I trust you, and like, we, every, every day we finish a Sefer Tehilim in our family for all the soldiers. Uh, in our family we have like maybe 20 I have also cousins and like uh, they're actually inside together they are very very like they're fighting very very close like even they're not you know by they're inside Gaza like they're being in all the hard battles is your brother is what is your brother doing inside Gaza do you know so my brother is in Milwim he's not in Sadir But my, my, I have twin cousins, they're in Sadir and they're getting in and out all the time. And I know that my, my uncle, he, he's, it's very, very hard for him to, you know, to sleep at night. And even, you know, every time there is a knock on the door, they're all freezing. Wait a second. So you're, they're putting Miluyim inside of Gaza, but they're not doing the heavy combat fighting? It depends. It depends. My brother actually, he has to, he has to clean, like to go to one house to another to check if there is no like um, bombs. And like uh, sometimes they also, they put bombs and they run away. And if you, you can step on it and you know, you can be explode. Like it's always there, but it's not like it's, it was, it was not easy. It's, it, it, but it still was not like the worst. There is like more dangerous places to be. So, but it's also very important because they need like to remain the, you know, the place safe and uh, clean. Wow. Um, <clears throat> totally not a scary job at all, right? Like that's not the scary job. Like they're just going to check for weapons. Like that's not even the bad one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just like, I, I just keep thinking about these conversations in the context of like, we're worried about like little things. <laughs> and you're like, what? That, that's not even the scary job. Okay. terrible horrifying war is terrible and I keep like telling myself like war is horrible the fact that we're you know in 2024 in an advanced society and war is the answer to how we achieve anything and how we you know advocate for peace is just absolutely mind-boggling and the fact that you know fathers and brothers and husbands need to go out there and put themselves at risk for something that is not necessary it would be much easier if everyone just came to the table and spoke and figured this out and you know in a way that people's lives are not in danger and 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 at this point really there is no option and so maybe it's a pointless comment on my part but it's not okay so your husband is away your neighbor's husbands are away mm-hmm. people's fathers are away people's brothers are away What does that look like for a mother with children? And I know, um, I hope it's okay if I share this. Um, before we started, Ru turned the camera around and she showed us her bed and her kids are sleeping right next to her, cuddled up. And I'm sure that there's a lot of emotional stuff that are on the children and, and a lot of emotional baggage that are on the wives, wives who don't hear from their husbands for three weeks. Meanwhile, they're going to mikvah and they're, you know, dealing with an angsty teenager and a, a teething toddler and all the ups and downs that we deal with, but without a partner and without knowing how that partner is doing. So I want, if you can, can you talk to us both about being a wife, but also What does that look like being a mother with the added baggage that your children are carrying? 
Um, and I would venture to say that probably your children were not always in your bed, but maybe now with the situation that's happening, you know, they need more closeness and they need more mommy time. Yeah, for sure. I feel overwhelmed usually in the mornings <laughs> that I really, I sometimes, I, I know I, I take a deep breath before I wake up and tell myself, okay, I'm going to make it through because also I need to get to work as well. Yeah, it's not it's not easy for sure for us and for the future for the kids. The best thing that can be now that, you know, our my husband can fight and and be there for Amisrael. And of course, I have some like sometimes that I feel like I'm like I'm done, like it's too much for me and and it's too much, but we, like Baruch Hashem, we have like really support. There is like some uh, organization that take, sometimes they send like Shabbat Shabbos meal for us. Once in a while, I also take that. And of course, like in the mornings, I just I know that it's going to be not easy because I need to be there for all of them. And also, I have a teenager that is coming once a week from the yeshiva, and I know that I have I have to be there for him as well. First of all. Bezat Hashem, I know my my husband will be here back, and it's only temporary. And Bezat Hashem, it will be over soon. So first of all, it's not forever. You know, I need to think about. It. I have to to find like the positive things, like what I have, like Baruch Hashem, they are healthy, and I'm doing it with my like. I actually do it sometimes when I feel like I really overwhelmed. I try to say thank you for what I do have because I need. I have to be strong for them. And, and, you know, my first one is like my, my, one of them is in, in the first grade now. So he needs a lot of support and I need to help him with homework and stuff. And, and I know the morning sometimes can be very tough. This, like this week I said to myself, how was I, like, I saw that he's like, really is, he's all over the place. And he, he was like, and I didn't know how he's going, like, if he's going to go to school or not. And I said, please, Hashem, I need your help. And in, after two minutes, his friend would knock on the door and ask him to join him to school. And I say, wow, this is what for me. I felt that Hashem actually heard my, like my tefillah. And it was like, a you know, a shaliach, an angel from Hashem that took him for, for school. For sure, it's not easy. And it's, uh, but I'm not only the only one. There are so many around me. For us and my like it's it's a it's a good cause and it's it's the whatever it's supposed to be right now and it's our future it's our kids future future our future Ram Israel I actually heard someone who she lost her husband and, and she said that Arav Drukman her rabbi is also he was my 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 father's rabbi that he said that we we are in a much better situation than we were in the Holocaust. And now we have a state and we have to lift our and to be proud, to be proud and to say we are fighting now and we are strong. And, and to, and also she said, my husband, we, he left me six children and I was amazed. Like, how many like strength that she have like and she can speak like that and she said you know he left so much for me in this world for me and for this world and and he fought from he's a brave he's a brave uh, person and he also fought for Amisrael and and I think we, we just you know 
to to get through this you know this time we have to stick to our goal and to our belief and to know that we are doing the best that like the 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 right thing that we should do and also and also it's good that sometimes it's like it's okay it's okay to be broken sometimes and to cry and it's like it's part of the part of this you know for from life right now to be sad and like sometimes to cry and to ask for help and it's okay it's normal the next day Hashem, will be better this is so inspiring to hear you speak i think likely some of the strongest women in the world are probably you and your contemporaries in israel who are holding down the fort and trying to maintain a daily life just i think it was 2 weeks ago my family and i we it was winter break here in canada so typically people travel so we rented a cottage up north but it wasn't like a real vacation my husband was working so I was alone with the kids and it was hard. It was so hard. I was so excited to get back to routine. Like I wasn't sad that the week was over. I did it for the kids and the kids enjoyed it, but it was really on me and my shoulders and that getting up in the morning and figuring out what to do every day and just getting through the day was a challenge. And yet it wasn't for a week. What you guys are doing is, is it, I know you say it's temporary, but it's been three months and we don't know how much, longer it's going to be. So it's really impressive. I'm just wondering, maybe you could share specific examples of ways that the women are supporting each other. Okay, so also there are some uh, barbecue events for kids and also for women that you can like for the mothers you know, the kid, my kids really, they love going there because, you know, first of all, they see more you know kids that are in the same situation there are also there 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 is music and like sometimes like you know craft and like they can play and 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 eat and also I don't need to wash the dishes this night you know don't think about dinner and so it it doesn't happen like it like let's say three times like maybe four times a week a, a month but you know my kids actually really looking forward and also uh, there are some um evenings only for the for the for the women for the wives that are you know um and we are we having like like you know like a buffet and like they're they we have maybe a concert or something so they really try to do something you know special for us for the women and also we have like a a whatsapp group that we can talk and like we can share and also for me i remember when i when we spoke about what give you the strength and the resilience was like for me it's also what it was that my friends outside of israel abroad actually called me and whatsapp me and like text me and i really felt like i'm not alone and i'm like i'm part of a community I felt that it's you know even though we are far away we we we're one soul we all one soul and we we care for each other and gives me you know the strength and the to keep going and and to know that um to be proud of Am Israel and even though you know sometimes I, I'm asking I know I'm telling myself wow Am Israel like you know it's such a it's a heavy duty to be part of Am Israel because you know we always you know it's I don't know like Bezat Hashem Mashiach will come and we all be in in the best place ever and 
but now the time is like you know we always always have reminder reminders that you know you are missile you need to behave and like you know if we if we forget that you know the other nation remind us you know what we are and all the anti-semic also outside of Israel and in Israel now but but the end of the day being part of Amisrael and especially now when you felt it like you know you felt all the warmth from all of from all you know from all kind you know I also from even one would secular or like don't don't even think about like me like uh, not right-handed like let's say more left uh I got so many messages from them so but the end we are all brother and sisters right because we 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 sometimes get a reminder that we're all exactly the same doesn't make a difference who we are or what we are um a Jew is a Jew is a Jew is a Jew and sometimes the people next to Jews are also considered Jews. And it's just the reality of our lived history um, and the history of the generations that came before us. And so it's our turn to stand up tall, um, unapologetically, and stand up for Tyra and Yiddishkeit and etc. But um, we spoke a little bit about what happens to the children um, and the support that the community has rallied around you. So my question now is obviously the children are carrying a heavy burden and I'm, you know, you shared a little bit about the support um, that the community has created for the children and how your children love to go to those events. What about wives, pregnant wives, wives who are due, wives who are going through a hard pregnancy and their husbands are in Miluim? What about wives who go to Mikvah and don't know where their husbands are coming home? Um, what about wives who had one day with their husbands and their husbands are like, what is the toll that it's taking on marriages and women? So, um, and I, I just want to add to that. I think that it's a very public, uh, it's, it's a lot more public. So things like our soldiers need barbecues, they need warm food and our children need support because they're going through a hard time. So those public struggles, we can we can address a little bit more heads on. But the private struggles, the struggles that we, you know, are quietly in our bedroom at night. Where's the support for that? And how do how are women dealing with with it on this deeply personal level? I know, like you can tell when um, when a wife like she's going through some uh, like a let's say a, a crisis when she's supposed to go to the mikveh and, you know, she She's going to the mikveh, actually, you know, we, we, they go, but you know, you don't know, maybe he's going to surprise, you know, the husband and we don't know if he can come tomorrow or today. You never know, you know, the schedule, you know, everything is like very, very, like, it's not, uh, I think, and I, I remember even one wife said, just, you know, can you hug me, one of my friends, you know, I just need a hug, you know, someone to hug me. And, and I think we need to be like, around us more let's say more sensitive and to try to be even less just judgmental for them for example I have lots of mothers who are coming to me and like they are let's say they they don't stop crying in my room and they say it's too much for me and like uh, they 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 I see they're overwhelmed, like, you know, even with the small stuff, you know, it can be very small, but for them, it's like, it's, it's so big and, you know, be to listen and really to try to, 
even to offer like a, a small thing that you can do even at school that, you know, just that they will feel that someone actually sees them and, and understand what they're going through. Also, there are many, like, I know a lot of them are going also to, a, like, to a therapy. Like, they get, like, a, uh, they get get paid by the, by, by the army because they know exactly how much it's hard. I know sometimes during labor, usually when, when it happens, I know that the husband is coming to the hospital to be with the wife. For a few, he gets he gets some days off. I know my brother. He gave up his his turn to get to to go home, because one of his friends was she was like pregnant in the ninth month, and so he he said to him, "Go go be with your wife," you know, and and for sure for us it was not easy because it was like his turn to go back home, but he didn't. But you know, even on this you know hard time, everyone. And everyone is having a hard time. I think uh, we still try to be sensitive and like to to hear and and to to be there for the other one. I think by the end of the day, also every woman or every wife, yeah, she actually she she sees how much she's like so great and like amazing. How much strength does she have? I didn't know. I also didn't know it about myself. That sometimes you find, you find the koach, you find the strength that you didn't think it's actually in you. It's actually that you know they're they're fighting outside, you know, inside Gaza. But you know, the wife is actually she she supports everything. You know, uh, everything is on her shoulder. So. אמי, כאילו, כאולת ישראל, כאילו, כאילו, בזכות נשים צדקניות נגלו ישראל. This is why, like we, we, I think we hold, we, we hold that, you know, the, the wall in the, in the house. Beautiful. Your words are actually beautiful. Thank you. You, I just want to translate for our listeners. You spoke about how it was in the merit of the woman that the Jews were, were redeemed from Egypt. And it's in our merit that we're going to merit the ultimate redemption, Mashiach. Amen, amen, amen. You spoke about how women, you and the other women in Israel are accessing strengths that they've never accessed before to be able to keep themselves and their house together. And throughout this podcast, you've been talking about the belief that what you're doing is for the future and how you have emunah and bitachon. I'm wondering if you can give our listeners a very practical tool that you employ during the day that helps you get through the day. Okay. Wow. I think for me, you know, I talk to Hashem every every, every time I feel like, let's say I feel alone and I said to Hashem, you please be here for me. I want I want to feel you. I want I want I want to know that what I'm doing is right. We have like the bitachon in humans sometimes so like always like you know we we think like the solution is in you know in the in the in the humanity, yeah. And actually what we saw I think during this, you know, er, like we thought even America, you know, people are you know they're they're not in our side. And and also 
and and by the end of the day we need a shame like we need a shame to be there for us and I think also we need to give him you know the room and the place in our life and I think every time I feel it's like too much and I feel overwhelmed and I say it's like uh I will not get through that. I said, Hashem, I need you here with me now and I give you the place. Please come and and support me. And and when we lost our neighbor, a neighbor, he, he was killed in Gaza. In Gaza. Uh, and he has the same name as my as my child. And I know the family well. One of the one of the, the sister, the, the sisters, she she is my student. And also we spoke at the beginning of the war and we and we made like something to healing for 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 all the soldiers. And also, I think she made one of them, of them for for him, for his brother. And I was I, really I was broken. I was broken. But after I heard the father uh, when he said that he knows that his son, Eitan, Eitan Fish, he was so happy and so proud to do his mission. And he he knew this is the way, this is what he should do. And I know, like for me, it's also it was also a, a reminder that by the end of the day, by we need we, you know what is going on. This is what we need to like. This is like what it's supposed to be, and and it will lead us to to a, a better place. Mashiach will come, and we will be part of. I'm so, I'm so happy you circled to this place because like, I'm we listening are, to you and the midwife in me is listening to a story of birth of people who reach the end. You know, when you're in labor, you reach a certain point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm out of strength. And then you dig deep into this really deep place and you find strength and then you reach the end of that strength and then you reach to a higher power and you're like, well, I don't have anything else, but there's something that has it. Sometimes it's a person in the room. Sometimes, you know, it's a deeper source of connection and, and you feel the pain and you feel the hardship and, but you know, you're getting somewhere and, and you're talking about this process as a process of birth, as a process of getting somewhere. And I know sometimes when, when we're talking about this conversation in Eretz Israel, we're talking about, oh, Medina Israel is going to be safe. But I think that we're talking about a larger discussion of this has to be part of something bigger that we are going to a place of Geula, a place of eternal strength and eternal peace. And we're circling closer to this where as a nation, we need to get, you know, into this really deep sense of we're all one and we're all together and we're all connected to this really, really high place. Is there, is there um, something that you've learned or some like a, a Torah thought or something that you've connected to that has brought you strength in this time period? I try. I have my my weekly um shiur that I listen to him. I really try. Also, this through this time, I had some. Uh, I need to to take some um, decisions, and also I I wrote to the Rebbe in Igrot Kodesh, and it's always bring, brings me back to the shlichut, to the shlichut, and the you know, and also to be an educator and how much is important because right now I need to be in two jobs. And it's really overwhelmed because I'm working and also I need to be a mom for five kids and my husband is not here. 
and during this time that I needed like to know I I need to to keep these two jobs and I know that everything has a reason um uh, like the Yosef's brothers and like there were you know it's the same thing like the, it's been such it's it's a brutal act to put your your brother in a pit and then to sell him and then by the end he's like getting into Egypt and and from Egypt he, he becomes like a, like you know like the second for Paro and and everything and by the end he said this is what Hashem wanted to be you know this is everything all, all the bad and all that you know everything that was so so horrible you know meant to be that I will be here and I can help you and I I I have the strength to understand that I'm part of a bigger a bigger thing and I we are we know the history of of Am Israel Bezat Hashem Hashem will be with us anytime and we will not leave like you know we are not going to be abandoned by Hashem Amen 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 we have a couple more minutes I want to finish off with one last question and that question is your challenge seems enormous like I don't think anyone can compare what they're going through with what you're going through it's just something that defies really the ability to think through it but for all of us women who are living abroad, who don't necessarily have husbands or siblings in grave danger, can you give a piece of advice or or something that we can hold on to that can help us get through whatever nisayon that we are currently going through? I think every time we have a nisayon and we can feel that we actually is, we are going down, so we need to like we need to know this is actually the beginning of that we're going to be lifted up by the end. Every and we are going to be in a higher place emotionally or spiritually and even like sometimes physically, you know, from that because and I know sometimes we when we feel that we miss something, like something is missing or something is hard. It actually, we need to work hard to get it. And after, and I know, like, if we had the Nisayon, Hashem knows exactly that we can get this Nisayon and we can handle it and we can manage. Maybe we need to, you know, to work a bit harder and then we we will achieve that. We will achieve what whatever it's like, for example, sometimes with the Shlom Bait or with our Chinuch Yeladim. Nothing is not complete, you know. This is this is our life now. With, without, you know, Bezrat Hashem Bet Mikdash will, you know, will build Metziuti Eshlema. But now, Metziuti is not Shlema. But it's actually for us, you know, to keep willing and to lekavot. And lekavot is like lekavot is from its line, you know. It's our line for Hashem uh, to look looking forward and and to be by the end of the Nisayon. We have to be to have the belief that we will be in a better place, and this is like maybe the nisayon. It's for us to appreciate what we have, or to work harder and to find our strength in ourselves. Thank you so much, Ruth, for joining with uh, joining us today and sharing with us. Let's try that again. You need to be quiet. Um, thank you, Ruth, for joining us today and sharing a glimpse into life. Um, uh, for the women and the children in Eretz Yisrael. 
as the husbands, fathers, and sons, um, and women, by the way, are out there fighting um, and protecting Am Yisrael during this very, very um, important time. So thank you so much. And I want to finish off um, and hold a moment for our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. We are davening for you. We are um, increasing in our learning and in our mitzvahs for you. Um, and we hope that by the time this podcast episode comes out, we are ready all in Yerushalayim with the coming of Mashiach. And um, we hear good news in an overabundant way. So thank you, Raut. Thank you to all the women in Eretz Yisrael. Thank you to the children, the husbands, the fathers. Amen, amen, and thank you, Raut. Okay. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed and grew. Original music of Shamil's Nigan provided by Hazan David Kaytak. We look forward to your input, feedback, and suggestions. We also have partnership opportunities available. Please email info at bodiessouls.com. Again, info at bodiessouls.com with two S's. Thank you. Thank you.